welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. Join cross-cultural leadership expert, Dr. Tom Vergus, as he offers perspectives and strategies on the issues affecting global leaders in the ever-changing world of global business. Hello, everyone. Welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. My name is Tom Vergus. I'm joined on this podcast by Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Hi, Tom. How are you? Terrific. Thanks, Jürgen. You? I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Looking forward to having the conversation today. So what are we talking about Our today? Our topic for today is resetting the team. Mm, fascinating. So what do you mean by resetting? I was prompted to talk about this topic on uh, from a recent assignment uh, I, I was on. I was working with a leadership team. This particular person, general manager of a team, had brought me in to work with the team. She had been in the role for six months. Mm -hmm. And I had worked with her in a previous organization about four years ago, Uh, worked with her team there. So she brought me in. She said, you know, do some work with us around inclusion, uh, bias, uh, get some team alignment. So I was going to work uh, with the extended leadership team. But on the first day, I suggested, let's just work with the immediate direct reports. And there were eight of them in the team. And the reason I suggested that was because she had been in the role for six months. It was a great time to recalibrate Mm. or reset the team. She had spent enough time now working with everybody in, in there, and they had got to know her. And yet, as you know, most times when we are in a team, we're just busy doing things that we don't take the time to just come together and say, okay, let's let's just do a checkup, mm. you know, from the neck up and say, <laughs> let's just kind of see where we are all at. So when I made this suggestion to her, so why don't we just do that? She was all for it. So uh, that's what we did. And I want to just actually talk about one activity that we did, which mm. worked extremely well. Yeah, because I was just going to ask, how did you go about that exercise. Yeah, so mm. one the one of the very first exercises we did was actually an exercise that I had read about and it was an exercise suggested by uh, one of the people I subscribed to whose name is Chip Conley and uh, Chip writes something called the Wisdom Well mm. every day and uh, he he suggested this exercise which I tried out with the team and it went well. And the exercise goes like this. I had everybody write down five adjectives that they would like people to describe themselves, right? So how do they want other people to To describe describe them? them? Okay, so e.g. enthusiastic, hardworking, intelligent, whatever it may be. So I had everybody do that. So everyone wrote down on a sheet of paper five different adjectives, which are descriptors of how they wanted other people to to describe them. Mm. Then... How did people find that, by the way? Because that, that's actually quite a challenging question. It is, actually. So, you know, it really had... People had to think about it mm. and think, okay, well, how do I want people to describe... You know, but once they started writing, and the first one was difficult, but once they started writing, it just kind of flowed. Uh, and then once we had finished that, I, I collected those sheets, and then I had everyone write five descriptors for each member of the team. So a team of eight, everyone wrote seven 
sheets of paper, mm-hmm. right? Five descriptors. And so, of course, some of them may have been the same descriptors, but the idea was to think of each person and write about the descriptors. Mm-hmm. We then collected them and handed it out and it was all done anonymously so you don't have names on it Mm. and we were able then to give it to each individual i gave everyone some time to actually look at the results themselves reflect on it think about it look for the commonalities or similarities same words and then look for the outliers Mm. And then we had a group discussion around it. So what surprised them? What did they find? And it was an extremely insightful exercise, Jürgen, because some of the individuals were, said, wow, it's incredible how the way I describe myself, other people are also seeing that, which is fantastic. But there were other things that they had described that others were not seeing or how others described it, they themselves didn't see that. Mm. So we were able to have a conversation about that. And it was done with candor, it was done with safety, because we'd created a safe environment. And it was very, I think it was very revealing. Mm. So what kind of conversations came up? It came up around, well, how do I in fact recalibrate my brand? Mm. You know, so for for instance, you know, you may describe yourself as being enthusiastic. Somebody else may describe you as being over the top. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, someone may say you may describe yourself as being ambitious. Someone else may describe you as being very political. Mm. All right. So it's the there's yeah, it's d- different degrees of the same thing. Correct. Or or. or a, positive versus a negative. negative connotation of the same yeah thing. yeah so it was like how do we work with that and mm. what is it that makes it seem so mm. uh like that so that was the conversation we had it was it was a really fantastic conversation i think people found that really useful and then we did a number of other things uh, we did uh, a couple of other activities one was the hero hardship highlight activity which we've discussed before mm. Uh, that was really very powerful. And then we did a number of other things that actually had, it was all based on building trust. So that was the fundamental mm. thing that I was really looking at. The premise was all high-performing teams have a high level of trust. Yeah. Okay? All professionals, all very busy people, you've come together as a new team because whenever you get a new manager, you have a new team. In mm. fact, every time you get a new member of a team, it's a new team. Yeah. Yeah. So you need a reset. Mm. So just to come together again, maybe a realignment, purpose, what's our strategy, mm. how we're going to work together. Just those conversations mm. which we just don't stop to yeah. do. And things change too. So it's sometimes there might be an adjustment in, in the strategy or some of the tactics that, that you're operating, right? Mm. So I'm curious, was the culture such that having those sort of conversations in a safe environment and a open, transparent environment was easy or or were there some challenges that you had to create that space for people? I think, I wouldn't say it was easy, but because we built it up, Mm. right? So, you know, always start with easy exercises. And so by the time it came to sort of halfway during the day, the level of of candor was very high Mm. and the conversations were deep. Yeah. And this was actually demonstrated the next day when we worked with the extended leadership team of 25 people, the eight were extremely aligned. Mm. They were aligned in their uh, 
view, they were aligned in what they were saying, they were aligned in talking about the purpose and strategy. It was really fantastic to see, hmm. fantastic to see. And as my client said, she said, look, it was such a great exercise to do because it gave us a chance to just have a conversation because normally when we come together, it's where, it's always work-oriented, mm -hmm. right? It's like, where are we up to? What's this? What's happening here? What are the gaps? Yeah, yeah. And then, okay, now just get on That's with right, it. That's right, get on <laughs> with it. You know, whereas having an external facilitator actually enables you to kind of say, okay, let's get off this mm. and let's really look at how we perform, how are we performing as a team? Hmm. You know, and after all, we are the leadership team. And if we as a leadership team are not aligned, how are we going to get the rest of the organization aligned? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I, I was having a conversation with a guest on my podcast recently about teams and, and the topic of conversation was around human-focused leadership. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that she said, which I found fascinating, was she doesn't like the term high performance. Right, okay. Uh, because it kind of, well, her rationale was it's kind of a, a, a term that nobody really knows what exactly does it mean. And she preferred high-functioning okay. team and talked about things like, you know, how do you function as a team well and how do individuals function at their best in this team and that may be different from day to day um, and as long as people are functioning at their best on that day then that to her was a much better way of approaching it so i don't know what your thoughts are rather than that. talking about high performing right it's an yeah. interesting distinction mm. i'd never thought about it in that way um so just so that, I'm, so that I'm clear, so what she's saying is not so much is high-performing because we don't know how to define high-performing? It, it's very subjective and also very discriminatory in the sense that what could be regarded as high-performance is elite, always elite. So if you take, say, a sporting analogy, yep. I mean, there are yep. people that are playing in the, you know, second, the second league yep. um, or B grade. Yep that are still very high-functioning. Yes. Uh, but if you said performing, well, the A-grade is the highest performance, so you kind of discriminate against them. And yet in the right environment, their contribution can be as invaluable as anyone else's. And so that comes back to, yeah, the team working well together and some of the things you've spoken about. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'll certainly... Let me sit with that. I might, I'm gonna, I'll try that. I'll yeah, try yeah. that out. You know, you know why? Me, I'm mm. always like, yeah, I'm yeah. always open to experiments, mm. always open to try new things. I'll try talking about that mm. high functioning compared to high performing. Mm. Mm. Thank you for sharing that, Jurgen. All right. Well, coming back to the, the resetting the team exercises, how did the rest of the meeting go then? You were telling us that the leadership team was very aligned and Oh. went really well. It was a very successful event. I think we're very uh, happy with the outcomes. Going back to work with them again in three months' time because they are, they have a number of action learning projects mm -hmm. that they're working on to help uh, their organization. Uh, so, no, very, very happy with it. So what's my reflection point? I think my reflection point is as a leader, we want to be conscious of taking the time every so often to just reset 
the team. We mm. need to recalibrate. And I don't think it's just only for a leader and a team. It's actually for us all as individuals. Mm. As individuals, we need to ensure every so often, for some people it may be three months, others it may be six months, some maybe even a year. The importance of just recalibrating and say, am I on track? Am I kind of moving in the direction that I want to be going? Yeah. Maybe mm. I'm, you know, am I functioning at my best? Mm. Yeah. That's a really good reflection point. And I mentioned in the last episode about this conference mm. I, I mm. was at recently, and uh, one of the things that came up there was, um, you know, there was a bit of an overall theme about wellness for entrepreneurs and, yep. and leaders. And one of the key themes for me came about was very much about why am I doing this? And am I spending my time on the right things? So that kind of reflection regularly as an individual and then bringing that reflection into teams is really a good exercise. Indeed. Mm. Great. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Jürgen. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on CQ for Global Leaders. To find out more or contact us, go to culturalsynergies.com.